gonna get truck run by Ohio State. Yeah, you're gonna get truck run by Ohio State. Yeah, hail, 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 hail. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Welcome into the J-Man Sports Podcast. <laughs> Glad to be here with you. Gotta be the top college band song of all time. I love, I love that the Big Ten is back, and we will be discussing that in this episode along with our pick six. Now I know that a lot of you probably like, wow, you haven't like actually done one of these in a while, and I don't apologize for that because, as I said in the video last week, we just uploaded on our Facebook page. Apparently, Instagram doesn't like to upload my videos, so that's no fun. Um, but I was with my family, so you know what? If you're gonna if you're gonna hate me for being a family man, then then you can hate me for being a family man. Uh, like I said, coming up on today's podcast, we will be discussing uh, college football. I know nobody in the Windsor-Essex area cares about the United States and their um, like college football, but I do, and I really like it, so we're going to talk about it, because I am psyched for the Big Ten season to, to start. Actually, it starts today, Friday, October 23rd. It starts tonight, actually. Um, Michigan and Ohio State both get going tomorrow and then obviously like i said before we will uh talk about our pick six but first like to remind you you can stay connected to this podcast via your social media pages facebook jman sports instagram jman sports podcast and twitter at jman sports Pod. a couple of things though before i get into the big 10 uh one watch the presidential debate last night and my only question is what what actually happens like what do people take out of debates like i mean i get it i'm not american and so i mean i don't really have that affiliation like i'm not voting for one of these two candidates but like honestly like when you're watching the debate or like what do you get out of it like if you are a if you are a biden supporter you already know what he stands for you already you've heard it so many times down the campaign trail Vice versa, if you're a Trump supporter as well. So do you just like watch it just to hate watch the other the other person, like to see if they like fumble? Like, like I I honestly have no idea. And my honest opinion between these two guys is they are old. Like they are really, really old. That's just my take. I don't understand it. I love debates. Last night I had I had a debate with with my cousin about about whether it's a smart decision to run a post route on the goal line or a slant on the goal line. Had a debate about what a slant was. And then it ends up being that the Giants end up running both a post route and a slant route at the goal line. So, I mean, I love debate. I just don't understand what you get. I don't understand what people get from watching presidential or prime minister debates. Like, it just, I don't know. I just don't get it. I mean, I watch it for entertainment. That's honestly why I watch debates, because I think they're entertaining and I really, they're not really debates anymore. It's merely just, hey, I'm going to ask you a question, and then I'm not, and then the, the person that they ask the question isn't going to answer the question. I just like to see how they don't answer questions. Um, that's just, just that's, that's just my two cents on that. Also, congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. Uh, they won their championship last week against the Miami Heat. Um... Look, congratulations. I still don't think LeBron is the GOAT of all. I, 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 don't, I don't think he's the GOAT. It's plain and simple. I, I, the very first episode of this podcast was about the LeBron Michael Jordan goat debate, and I still hold that same opinion in the sense that I don't think you can really compare these two. But if I were to choose, if I had to choose somebody in the history of the National Basketball Association who I'd want, 
um, in like in a one-on-one -on -one game or in a game seven of the NBA Finals, it's Michael Jordan. The second guy is Kobe Bryant. The third guy then would be would be LeBron. Um, my relationship with LeBron is to the equivalent of like you like 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 your ex. Like it's a, like it's an ex that you dated for a, a while. And then you know what? It just you know what you went your separate ways, but you're still kind of keeping an eye on on that person. And then it's like you watch him, and you're like, "What? What the poop are you doing?" Like I used to love LeBron James when he was first with the Cavaliers, his first go around. Um, but then after he left Miami, I didn't actually care that he went to Miami. After he left Miami, I was kind of like, "Well, okay, this is getting like he's now all about himself, and I don't really like all that." Stuff. It's funny because I loved him at the beginning and I really dislike him now. Kobe was the complete opposite way. I didn't, I really did not like Kobe at the beginning of his career. Really didn't. I kind of thought that he was a jerk. But at the end of his career, I gave him full credit. I mean, those Laker teams stunk. They were terrible. And he just continued to play. He, even though he had, he suffered multiple injuries, he just continued to come back and play. He didn't request to be traded. He didn't want to go on a team that could win a title. He just decided, hey, you know what? I'm going to stick it out here and then I'm going to retire. So, but congratulations to, to the Lakers. They, sh hey, you know what? People are going to put asterisks. If you're not a LeBron fan, you're going to put asterisks around this season. But you know what? They, it was a difficult year, and they got it done. So congratulations to the Los Angeles Lakers. Now, transitioning that into college football, don't really know how that works, but we're going to transition now into college football. Big Ten starts, like I said, tonight. I believe it's like Iowa versus Illinois. That's a pretty eek game. But you know what? I don't care. I'm fired up. This is the football that I, I really enjoy watching. I know a lot of people around the Windsor-Essex area, they're big NFL people, right? They, they love the NFL. And I, I really like the NFL. I like the NFL because you can't ever tell who's going to win games. It, like, it is pretty transparent. In, in college, it's not the same, but I like watching these young players and then watching them transition to the NFL. I don't know. I love the game of college, of college football. There's a lot of mistakes made. And I, I guess maybe I, because I am young and I, if I were out on the football field, I'd be making even worse mistakes. So maybe that's why I attribute it. I don't know. But I, I love watching college football. Um, if you've listened to this program, I'm an Eastern Michigan Eagles fan. Don't know why. I'm just always on my Xbox. I play college football and I always put my, my player that I created on Eastern Michigan. So I just, I've just kind of fallen in love with Eastern Michigan football. Uh, I like Alabama football. Love me some Alabama football. I liked Greg McElroy and A.J. McCarron uh, many moons ago. I bet you most Alabama fans now couldn't even, don't even know who those guys are. Um, but I like those guys. I uh, started with them, and it's just kind of just the, the train has just kept on chugging along. And I love me some Nick Saban. And then obviously the, the, the big school around here is obviously the University of Michigan. That's the school that I've grown up with. My dad's a humongous fan of the uh, of the Wolverines, and um, because the Big Ten is around here, that's why I love watching the Big Ten. Um, so their season gets underway. If you don't know how college football works, there's 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 five power conferences: the ACC, SEC, uh, Pac-12, the Big Twelve, and then the uh, the the Big the Big Ten. Um, so the ACC, the Big 12, and the SEC, they have already started their seasons. They're going to have full seasons. They're playing mostly conference games. They've already started. The Pac-12 is coming back, and the Big 10 decided to come back and uh, at an abbreviated schedule. 
Now, really, the Pac-12 has nobody that's in contention to win the national title. That that conference really isn't all that great at the moment. The Big 12 usually does with Oklahoma and, and kind of Texas. They're not really back, but they say they're back all the time. Uh, but this year, Oklahoma stinks. That conference is honestly where defense is optional. You just see games that are like 63-60 regularly. Um, so they have nobody. The ACC has Clemson with Trevor Lawrence. Everybody knows who Trevor Lawrence is. Um, and then you have the the um, SEC, which has Alabama. They have Florida. They have Georgia. They got a lot of Texas A&M. They got a lot of big teams. And the Big Ten, they really only have one school, and that's Ohio State. I mean, Ohio State should truck run the um, the rest of the conference. They they really should. They begin against Nebraska tomorrow. And honestly, um, if they don't win that game by more than 30 points, I'll be shocked. But there's a lot of pressure on Ohio State. Because in a regular season, you're playing 12 games. So you can, you can afford to have those like games where you look kind of bad, but you, kinda, but you win them. But those games are now eliminated for the Big Ten. They're only playing eight games. So there's a lot of pressure not only for Ohio State to win, the, to win every game but to blow out every single opponent because they have to show the college football committee that they are worthy of being in the top four. Honestly, Ohio State is, to me, amongst the class of Clemson and Ohio State. They are the three most talented teams in football. Ryan Day, their head coach, Ohio State's head coach, he's already come out multiple times and said that this is the best team he's ever coached. Like Most coaches downplay um, their teams. No, he, he's literally saying this is the best team he's ever coached, he's ever witnessed. And this guy's coached in the National Football League, though, under Chip Kelly. Um, so Ohio State should honestly just run away with the Big Ten. And the Big Ten really needs them to because they want that representation in uh, the college football playoff. Now, for Michigan State, the other kind of-ish local school in the Big Ten... If you're a Michigan State fan, I am actually sorry for you because their new head coach, Mel Tucker, basically said that anybody that can throw the ball forward is going to throw a pass tomorrow against Rutgers. Um, their season, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be long. They're rebuilding. They're transitioning. Uh, their defense really blows. Their offense really isn't all that good. Um, so they're really in a transition period. So unfortunately, Spartan fans, yeah, it's going gonna, it's gonna to be a rough go. Now for the Wolverines. Yeah. This season could go one of two ways. I already, I've already alluded to this, but um, they're going to get truck run by Ohio State at the end of, at the end of the season. That that's an automatic loss, automatic win for Ohio State, automatic loss for the Wolverines. They could either go seven and one or six and two, or they could go like three and five or four and four. That like honestly, they have a, they have a pretty tough schedule. It begins against Minnesota this this weekend, a ranked team, and Jim Harbaugh's record on the road against ranked teams is atrocious. It's a, it's, it's terrible. Um, and they're starting a new quarterback who has zero offensive weapons, has basically no offensive line, and their defense is already getting overrated. Like, they lost, I believe, three or four offensive linemen to this past year's draft. Then their top three wide receivers are all gone. Donovan Peoples-Jones got drafted in the sixth round by Cleveland. Tariq Black transferred to Texas. And Nico Collins decided to opt out for the season. So, that's not really great given your young QB in Joe Milton, who has played in games, but hasn't actually played in any meaningful games because he's only come in in garbage time. Not only giving him a great start, and also, like, on defense, you're missing your best corner, and honestly, their defense is overrated. Dr. Blitz is, uh, he's just, he should have been fired at the end of last season, and he was not. 
Now, a lot of people are going to be asking, and they're going to say, well, you're a Michigan fan. What is your opinion on Jim Harbaugh? Look, if, if he was brought, if your expectations when he was brought in was to um, compete with Ohio State and to uh, win Big Ten championships and to like be in the national conversation for the college football playoff, which those were kind of my expectations, then he's failed those expect- he's failed miserably those expectations. If your expectations were for him to raise the level of Michigan, then he's he's far exceeded them. He took over a team that was consistently uh, four and eight, five and seven, and brought them to relevance in a nine and three, ten and two. That's not bad. Problem is he doesn't get big wins against against teams on the road, and he doesn't beat Ohio State, and he doesn't even doesn't even get into the conversation of even competing for the Big Ten title, and. I blame Jim Harbaugh for the last two seasons. The first few seasons, I can't really blame him because he didn't have his quarterback. I mean, Jake Rudock came in his first season. He played well, um, but he wasn't his quarterback. Then you had Wilton Spate, who wasn't a guy he recruited to come in. He played okay. He played actually pretty well for a season and kind of injuries set in. And then he had a year where he there were, there were three different starting quarterbacks, so I gave him a total pass on that season. But in the last two years... He recruited Shea Patterson from Ole Miss. And I already didn't like that. I was a guy who was rooting for Dylan McCaffrey to start. Um, So he recruited Shea Patterson, and I blame him for that because Shea Patterson should not have been the starter. He he, he was terrible. The three things you needed from a quarterback is mobility, arm strength, and accuracy. And if you don't have one of those three things, you better have really, really good two of those things. He had none of those. He wasn't accurate. He didn't have a strong arm. He, he couldn't throw the ball far, farther than like 15 yards down the field. And he wasn't all that mobile. He was good on the run, but he wasn't like really that mobile. Dylan McCaffrey should have been the starter the last two seasons. He wasn't because he's more athletic than Che Patterson. Uh, he's, I think, more accurate, but he doesn't have a super, super strong arm. I thought Dylan McCaffrey should have been the starter this year and said he transferred because he got beat up by Joe Milton. Now you finally have your quarterback. You finally have a guy that you recruited, you groomed in your system. It's a big year, but I don't expect anything for the Wolverines. I really just, I, I just don't. I, again, I've already mentioned that they've lost three of their top wide receivers. They've lost a bunch on their offensive line. They their defense is overrated, and they've also lost some stuff, some guys on their on their defensive line. Excuse me, some very productive players on their defensive line and defensive uh, uh, front as well. Um, I don't expect anything from Jim Harbaugh this year. Honestly, he's in the last year of his contract. I was a little bit shocked they didn't renew him for another season. I could honestly see this being the last season. If it, if it goes more towards the four and four route, I could see this being his last season. Um, as a Michigan head coach, I just he could move on to the NFL. He he is a top ten coach. The issue is he just can't. Re- he's not as good of a recruiter as like Ryan Day or Dabo Sweeney or Nick Saban. He just he just he isn't. I and mean, he's not willing to pay the money that those schools are willing to pay uh, their players. That's just a simple fact of of that. So um, again, I'm excited. I'm stoked for Big Ten football. Uh, I know that Ohio State should just truck run everybody, but I'm still excited to watch. I'm still excited to see. I've been watching uh, the SEC, ACC, and the Big 12 uh, for the last uh, four or five weeks. Now it's time to get real time. It's Big 10 time. So I'm excited. Everyone else should be excited too. 
Uh, coming up after the break, we will get into the pick six, so uh, stay tuned. Ron John Swanson here. There's only two things I love in this world. One is any meat product, and the other is the J-Man Sports Podcast. They talk any and all things sports. And you can download their podcasts wherever and whenever you want. I would suggest that you listen to that podcast. Or don't. I'm not a beggar. Welcome back. Time for my favorite segment of every podcast, and that is the pick six. Now, um, last week was not my favorite. Um, week four and five, I went combined ten and two. I was five and one each of those weeks. It was pretty great. Last week, I had to just kind of throw my picks in there. Um, and I was I was three and three last week. Football gods were not kind, the J Man, for missing uh, for missing a week of doing a podcast. But the good thing is, I'm twenty and ten overall. So guess what? I've apparently done pretty good. I can I can afford to have a couple of bad weeks here. But I don't want to get into a, a habit of having bad weeks. Last week it was tough to pick some of those games. This week you got a battle of unbeaten's. You've got Tampa Bay taking on Las Vegas. That's gonna be a tough game. Um, you, you got a couple of bad teams playing each other as well. I mean, if you watched that Thursday night game, eesh, that was bad. That was like gouging your eyes. Between that and the debate, you just wanted to gouge your eyes out. Um, but I think it's going to be an interesting week seven. I think a lot of, I think the favorites should win here in week seven. So without further ado, cue the music. Game one. It's the Motor City Kitties. Traveling to Atlanta to take on the Falcons. Both of these teams coming off wins. Detroit's win, however, it was exciting. It was really nice. It was really nice to watch the attacking defense. A stat before the Week 6 game, Aaron Donald had 33 quarterback hurries heading into Week 6. The Detroit Lions as an entire defense had 43. That's how bad your defense is at, at, at getting to the quarterback. You've got to Gardner Minshew. Now the Jags suck. They're terrible. But Atlanta didn't really beat a team that was much better. They beat up on, on, on the Vikings. Honestly, these two teams are like looking into a mirror. They both know how to choke away leads. Both of their quarterbacks, to me, are like mirrors of each other. They're, they're, they're the exact same. Um, I'm picking Atlanta. I know that Julio Jones may not play, but guess what? Jeffrey Okuda ranks 106 out of 106 in terms of uh, DBs. He's the worst DB in the league. Doesn't matter if you have Julio Jones or Calvin Ridley on him. They're going to cook him all game long. Look, if Matty P dials up some blitzes, this could go the other way for, for the Lions, but I don't believe that's going to happen. Give me Atlanta because their offense is ranked numero four in the National Foosball League. Give them two. You've got the D-less Cowboys traveling to Washington to take on the football team. Now, good news for Dallas is Washington's offense ranks dead last in, 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 in the entire NFL. Just in total offense, they rank dead last. The problem is, if you're a Cowboys fan, watching that defense like play is the equivalent to having constant diarrhea. It is just, it is just so bad. They can't, they, they can't do anything right on defense. They rank number 27 in total defense in the NFL. Now, with Dak Prescott, this offense ranked number one. They've got three really, really, really good wide receivers. But if you watch Monday night, you realize why Andy Dalton does, is, 
was a backup quarterback for you. Why he doesn't start in Cincinnati anymore? Because guess what? He's not all that great. Also, your offensive line is just basically just bandaged up. It's it, it's hurt. Ezekiel Elliott, like the fumbler, like he he can't hold on to the football. Really, I should be picking Washington. What they got going for them is their defense. They ranked sixth overall. That defensive line is scary. But the problem is the rest of their team sucks. Kyle Allen is their quarterback, and I honestly don't know how he's still an NFL quarterback. Um, give me Dallas in this game because they are the favorite, and honestly, they should just win. This division sucks. Think about this. If Washington wins, the top three teams in the NFC least will all have two, will all have two wins, and they'll have a combined six wins through week seven. That would be terrible. Give me Dallas in game two. Game three. It's the 3-3 three and three Panthers traveling to New Orleans to take on the Saints coming off a bye. Drew Brees, he looks kind of old and not like the nice like wine old, like where it's like a really nice fine wine that's aged really well. doesn't really look like that this season. Both teams kind of rank middle of the pack both offensively and defensively. The good news for New Orleans is Michael Thomas is probably going to be back this week. That is huge for the Saints. For Carolina, uh, you know, you got, you know, two glove Teddy touchdowns. I just don't trust him. He's hot and cold. Last week they were the sexy pick to, to beat a to beat a Bears team that honestly I don't know how they're five and one, but they are. And they didn't get it done. They should have gotten it done last week. I don't trust them. They're too hot and too cold. Give me the Saints in this one. Michael Thomas coming back. I like New Orleans defense. I don't love Drew Brees, but I think he can do enough to get the Saints the win. Give me New Orleans in Game Three. Game Four. The combined record for both of these teams is 10-0. It is the Pittsburgh Steelers traveling to Tennessee to take on the COVID Titans in a battle of the unbeatens. Look, Pittsburgh, their defense, number two overall. That's pretty damn good. I said at the beginning of the season, they can win a Super Bowl based off their defense alone. Problem is, they haven't really played anybody. I mean, they played their first actual team last week and they completely blew out the Cleveland Browns. Um, but up until that point, it was a combination of crap, crap, and even more crap of teams. So they're going to get tested because Tennessee's offense ranks number two overall uh, in total offense in the National Football League. You know what you're going to get from Tennessee. You're going to get play action, and you're going to get a steady dose of Derrick Henry. Now, both defenses... Or sorry, uh, uh, Pittsburgh's offense ranks in the middle of the pack, and Tennessee's defense actually really isn't that good. I thought it was a lot better, but I looked it up. They were 26th overall in total defense. That's not very good. Look, I like Tennessee in this one because I really just don't like Pittsburgh's offense. They run it, but they just it kind of looks ugly, and 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 they they like to pound the rock. But Big Ben throwing the ball doesn't look like he's all connected with his wide receivers. I mean, you got Dan Orlovsky saying that Ryan Tannehill's a top-five quarterback right now in the National Football League. I don't know how much you could trust his opinion because he's a dude that ran to the back of the end zone. But, um, I mean, Tannehill's hot. Derrick Henry's hot. Give me Tennessee in this one. This is a game that, that Tennessee typically wins. Give me the Titans. Game five. It's TB times two traveling to Vegas to take on Chucky and Vegas. Raiders, two weeks ago, they got a win versus Kansas City, which I think shocked, I mean, a lot of people. Shocked me. Um, but I compare the Raiders to the Panthers. 
Only difference is, I love the Raiders. I don't really love the Panthers. I love John Gruden. I love the Raider logo. I love all of that. But they're just so hot and cold. They don't have a number one wide receiver, in my opinion. I don't trust their quarterback, Derek Carr. And their defense really just kind of is in the middle of, of, of the pack. Now, uh, Vegas does have the sixth best offense, the total offense, in the NFL. So that's, that's what they got going for them heading into this game. Tampa Bay, however, they have a number one ranked defense. Their offense might be middle of the pack, but I think it's only going to get better. I mean, they didn't need Tom Brady last week. They could have they could have had Jameis Winston last week. They could have had Brett Favre last week. Uh, they they could have had Joe Namath last week, and they would have won. That defense is fast. We have a fast defense. It covers up for a lot. And so I'm picking Tampa Bay because of their defense. Give me TB12. And our sixth game on the docket is the Monday night game. It's the 5-1 Bears traveling to the 4-2 Los Angeles Rams. How the Bears are 5-1, I have no idea. The Bears are comparable to me. It's like, I always got picked like pretty close to last, if not last, in gym class. But I was still picked. That is, that is what the Chicago Bears was. I heard that on the radio, and I thought that, that was like the best way to describe the Bears. Their offense ranks in the bottom third of the National Football League. The only thing they have going for them is their defense. Their, de their defense ranks in the top 10. Flip side, the Rams, they're in top 10 both offense and defense. Promise, they should have won. They should have beaten that San Francisco team last week, and they didn't. The issue is, I think on offense, they out they outthink themselves, and I don't love Jared Goff at quarterback. I really don't. I'm going to go with the Rams because they're at home and the Bears had to travel. But I feel like this is a game the Bears shouldn't win, but they're going to win, and they're going to be 6-1. and one. They're just going to be like this team that you can look at and go, they're ugly. So give me the Rams in Game 6. And we have a bonus extra point for you, and that is nothing to do with football. It has everything to do with Major League Baseball. That's right, the World Series is on. I've actually watched this World Series, the first World Series in a long time that I've actually been intrigued to watch. It's the Dodgers, it's the Rays. Who's going to win this game? Who's going to win this series, I should say? Um, at the beginning, I had the I, I, I had the Rays. I picked the Rays before game one. I said that was the team that was going to win. Then I watched Clayton Kershaw go six innings and pitched amazing, and I'm like, ooh, might want to pick the Dodgers. But then I was right back up at the Rays because the Dodgers did something that I absolutely hate, and that is they pitched an opener in Game 2 of the World Series. That is just that's just stupid. I tweeted up at the J-Man that I really feel like that was a dumb, dumb, dumb move because you're exposing your bullpen early in a series. The more times that hitters are going to see your bullpen guys, guess what? The better swings they're going to have. It's tough. I love me some Clayton Kershaw. I hope Clayton Kershaw pitches well again in this series. He's getting another start here in this series. But you know what? I got to stick with the team. I got to stick with the team that I picked originally. That's Tampa Bay. Sorry, Clayton. Tampa in seven. And those are the pick six. I want to thank you for listening to this podcast. Thank you for supporting this podcast. And don't worry, you definitely will be hearing from me soon. Thanks.